Welcome to the show. It's Friday. We got a lot to do. We got a lot from the NFL scouting combine for you. We got an update on the Perloff peanut butter challenge for you. And we've got the advice duck coming later on in the show. That all stops so we can break down the latest survey that went out to all (laughs) NFL players and they gave grades to their NFL teams, which I find actually very rich happening during the scouting combine where all these players are getting basically graded on every single (laughs) thing they're doing. And I kind of love that the players turn the tables on the owners and really can anonymously sort of spill the tea on everything from how you treat our families to what your facilities and trainers are like. And we found out the truth that a lot of teams do some pretty disgusting things. Absolutely. Although the the other thing about the list is very clear winning uh, being high on this list does not lead to wins. The no, best teams, a lot of the best teams are in the bottom 10. Yeah, and weirdly, they don't grade the scouting departments, right? <laughs> That's not what's getting the grade. Yeah. This. this is more about facilities and personnel. But also, all the big free agent signing teams are in the bottom 10, which is interesting. All the teams that sign big names are all, like LA Rams, or why wouldn't that be number one? It, there's a lot that goes into this. That's all I'm going to say. So, we were going through some of the more weird and, quite frankly, gross Things And I found it interesting that Perloff started defending some of these teams. So we're going to play a little game called Defensible Indefensible with some of the more disgusting and odd things we found out about these teams, okay? The first one. Start with an easy one. The Cincinnati Bengals do not have any phone chargers and outlets oh. for phone chargers. No electrical outlets in the locker room, according to this pizza. Is that defensible or indefensible? That is beyond indefensible. <laughs> There's nothing worse than being in an airport and not being able to find somewhere to charge your phone. Let alone work. You're at work. So these guys are going off to the practice field, and they just have to hope that their their phone stays charged. Yeah. I guess you turn your phone off or go airplane mode for that two hours. <laughs> because I, you know, you've been to a locker room. The first thing every single player does when they get back to the locker after a game or practice, check their phone. No doubt. So the first thing any person with a phone does when they come back from anything is check their phone or in the morning. Right. Like if I'm at work, I've got my phone right here. Most of us take our phones into the bathroom. We're sick with phones like we cannot leave them, which is why I think this is a brilliant move by the Bengals. I remember Tom Coughlin took the ping pong tables out of the Jaguars locker room because he didn't want to distract the players. Taking away cell phone charges from everywhere means, or nice. not installing them, means the players don't have access to their phones. They're focused on the field. Two straight AFC Championship games for the Bengals. Brilliant move <laughs> you think by this is it? I don't know if they planned it this way. Wait, I, I can't believe, Seppi, back. you guys take your, your phones into the bathroom? So I you, started what? doing that. You don't? You don't? <laughs> of course I do. Oh, I was like, wait a minute, what? I feel like... I'm a free citizen, aren't I? <laughs> <laughs> My wife calls me. She's like, did you leave? I'm like, no, I'm just in the bathroom. Oh, okay. <laughs> By the way, uh, if you guys, everyone looked at me like a second, like, is he serious? Like, is that... And the second thought was, wait, is that something gross? Now, well, of course everybody takes their phone into the bathroom. I think this was like five years ago. At some point, people were like, oh, man, you bring your phone to the bathroom? Now it's like, eh. I, I almost bring my phone with me into the shower. Just don't bring a library book into the bathroom because then you get the sticker and you can't oh, return yeah, the flag. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like Cassandra. Yeah, I think that's a bookstore, isn't yeah, it? The bookstore, <laughs> the library books. Let's the not even talk about it. The bookstores have that sign saying "Don't bring in merchandise." <laughs> 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 I think that should be a given. Um, you guys think that this is indefensible? Samter thinks it's defensible. 
I think it's indefensible. I mean, it's 2023, and it's a it's a safety thing at this point. I mean, yes, it's also a oh, York, come it's on. also a crossword puzzle thing <laughs> and an Instagram thing, but you want to make sure your phone's charged. Crossword puzzle. These Wait. guys are not playing crossword puzzles in the locker Sorry, room. Sorry, Sudoku. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Wordle. No, no, there Sudoku. You uh, youngsters like Sudoku. I've heard. Um, I don't think it's a safety issue. I don't think T. Higgins <laughs> has a. You know, is worried about yeah. someone could reach him. Everyone is worried about that. If you, uh, yeah, you, you have to be reachable. I don't know if T Higgins is married, but if you're a married guy, you've got to be reachable. And if you're not reachable, you better have some answers and they better be good. And you better have an alibi. By the way, the many things, the Cincinnati Bengals, the cheapest franchise in the history of the NFL, yeah. didn't, didn't have a scouting department famously until the <laughs> early 2000s. Not having enough outlets for phones is way down on their list. Let's talk to our buddy Boober Asias at a oh, couple yeah. studios down. He could tell stories. They didn't even know what a cell phone was when he was playing, and they probably treated them badly. Okay, okay. so that's I think indefensible, but not the worst thing I ever heard. All right, let's move forward. We're going to go by degrees of bad, I think. The Arizona Cardinals... Turns out we're charging their players for food. So (laughs) you could like take a dinner with you from the facility. They'll box it up for you, take it to go. But then players found out that that was getting deducted from their paychecks. Defensible or indefensible. I was curious. I'm not sure you know. If they had eaten in the cafeteria, then it wouldn't have been charged? I don't know the specifics. I I don't think it could have been. Because when you're there, on the premises, the food's free. I've been in a few NFL team cafeterias. Yeah, there's no cash registers, so I don't know how yeah. they would. I, I don't know, but they were they were charging the Cardinals players for food to go. That's indefensible. That's weird. I mean, I read that headline and I still haven't wrapped my head around it because I don't think any other team has got caught doing that. No, this this was was unique to the Arizona Cardinals, who spoiler alert did not get a great grade from the players <laughs> across the board. See, I think this is indefensible, and the reason why is like, okay, you've made, especially in some of these guys, millions of dollars you're investing in them, right? So, doesn't it matter like what if they're eating, like what they're eating now? I guess I could say on the other hand, I'm going to play devil's advocate on myself. You, a guy could leave the facility with the you know, filet mignon that's in the box that you just wrapped up to go and could drive themselves straight to Mickey D's and order 15 quarter pounders and just eat that anyway. So you you can't control what someone eats outside of your facility. They tried to control whether Kyler Murray was going to do homework and watch film, and that <laughs> backfired spectacularly. Well, they do do weight checks, but... Yeah, weigh-ins. For some I, guys. Yeah, I'm not sure the McDonald's factor... <laughs> I, I'm not sure that has anything to do with charging for... It just sounds like they're the... Cheapest franchise Michael west Bidwell's of Cincinnati. Worth $1.4 billion. I think he can handle a couple steaks to go. <laughs> Wait, how much is he worth? $1.4 billion. I thought they were the uh, one in the least. The, he is. They're 26th as far as net worth in the NFL, but that's still. Are imagine you sure imagine but having $1.5 billion and being 26th. But is his value in the team, though? I think they're one of those families no, where. No, the, 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 uh, the franchise value is like 3.5 or $4 billion or something, but his net worth is $1.4 yeah, I mean, at least according to the released information from Forbes. Well, the other part too is you only have to get food during the off during the season, right? So it's not even like it's a full no, twelve I, well, months that you're you know no, feeding they're, everybody. They're all there, all yeah. year round. Not everybody. Yeah, I mean, people are there. I think the cafeterias are probably open. First of all, they're team employees. Yeah, that's true. Secondly, guys are working out year round. Oh, do you think they charge the team employees also for food to go? All right, let's continue oh, on. That. 
That I guarantee. Last one for you. Turns out that the Jacksonville Jaguars for three to four weeks, I believe, was how long it was. Three to four weeks. They had a rat infestation in the laundry hampers. They complained that there were rats in the laundry rooms and coming out of the hampers. My number two fear in all planet Earth is rats. Number one, sharks. Number two, rats. I hate rats. I hate mice. I've moved departments because there were mice. Yeah, of course. I can't stand them. I am going to say defensible. Defensible? Because... You've been to Jack- Jacksonville. It's very hot. It's very humid, almost swampy. It's kind of hard to control all the wildlife down there. So I'm going to give them a three week. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, Jacksonville's a, it's a bit of a swamp. I'm not okay. surprised that there were rats. Okay, I went to college in Washington D.C. Literally a swamp. Yes, there were rats outside, like in the grass, but there weren't any rats in our, where we lived. You think that, but you are being <laughs> so naive. I think I would have seen them at some point. A rat uh, in my dorm room, a rat in my apartment. I would have seen that. Yeah, but I, I don't know why. I, this is a, It's not like the Arizona thing where the team is choosing to be bad. They didn't want rats in the laundry. Why does it take three to four weeks to exterminate this? That's what rodent infestation. You think there's any rodent infestation you get rid of in a day or two? You I'm, gotta I'm an expert in this field. Yeah, yeah. There's no way. Three weeks is Just great. living in New York City well, or? Well, also just yeah, living in New York City, but also like just dealing with various things around the building that I live in, what happens is like the rats are like in the walls and they breathe like crazy as we know. And you can't just like go in and just like get rid of them. What you have to do is you have to lay out the traps. They eat poison. They bring it back to their nest and they spread it. It just takes time. And there's nothing you can do. You can't just like go in there and like open up walls and just get them all out. It's a a process. But we're not talking about a five-story apartment building or whatever you live in. This is just like the laundry room at the stadium. They they might exit out from into the laundry room area and you can clog up every hole. They can eat their way through. They're going to be in the walls. They're going to just keep breeding and breeding and breeding and just growing and coming up from all different types of areas. So it, it is not a quick and easy process. Did I tell you guys we have a park near my house in Brooklyn? that had a huge rat problem, yeah. famous rat problem. There's a track on it, and I used to go jogging at night, and there'd be other rats yeah. were actually doing laps and timing themselves. <laughs> like ratatouille, like getting ready for yeah. the combine. Was it the unofficial times? <laughs> little sweatband around his head. Do you know how they got rid of them? Every morning at 4.30 or 5 a.m., they have a parakin falcon flies around the field. Oh, and scares them. Or hunts them. Damn. And it took like a month, and all the rats are gone. All right. I mean, there's a lot, and then now there's four or five hawks in my neighborhood, and they're all super fat, and you see them eating <laughs> things. They eat pigeons all the time. It's disgusting. Bird on bird crime. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two four two two seven. Yes. I just tell you one more gross story. Yeah, this, go ahead. I'll top even the rats in the laundry. My daughter and her friend were playing in the park, and there was a hawk with a fresh kill up in a branch. And all of a sudden, feathers started flying down. Oh, no. And my daughter's friend goes, it's snowing, and starts playing in the bloody feathers. <laughs> I'm not even making this up at all. She goes, it's snowing. Uh-huh. <laughs> what did you do? Just what do you? I, I said, honey, you don't want to stand under there. And she ignored me. She thought I was being a, a buzzkill. <laughs> 
Olaf trying to gentle parent his way out of this one. I think I, I might like, even hey, have video of this. Can we just this. move over yeah. to the right? <laughs> I think I videoed this. I don't remember what it was at all. I need to see this video. <laughs> oh, my God. It's snowing. <laughs> oh. Look, it's red snow. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> We, well, we Perloff, often like, tiptoe dips that out line. to get a hepatitis shot or whatever you need. We often tiptoe that line. I think we've just crossed it. <laughs> <laughs> that crossed it? We, that means we've crossed it like 10 times this week. This segment. Yes. <laughs> Do you remember when Aaron Rodgers talked about wiping himself in the dark? Yeah. No, the line doesn't exist. That evaporated months ago. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. They were all two wipers. <laughs> it's snowing. Might. It might top it. It's getting close. <laughs> Red snow. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. gosh. I'm going to have to get that story out of my system before the peanut butter challenge because I feel a little queasy <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Coming up. Oh, man. Whew. We're making predictions about your favorite quarterback's future. We're going to do that in just a moment. Don't move more Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. We're on Sirius XM Channel 158. We're streaming on the free Odyssey app, which is crystal clear. We are also streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. If you're there and in the chat, hit that subscribe. We're back in a sec. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. Fun, fun day. Still got a lot to do. Uh, We didn't have not yet given you the sound from Anthony Richardson from the University of Florida. Perloff and I are really just taken aback by how confident all of these quarterbacks have been talking. It's ridiculous. They're, I mean, listen, not that you want a guy to go up there and say, oh, well, I think I could be, you know, maybe a top 25 quarterback. No, they they should be confident, but this seems even a little excessive. Well, the thing is, it seems very prepared that they were told. They, I mean, the combine's so fake. They're, these guys are coached on exactly what to say. Yeah. But still, is it humility a thing? Couldn't you... <laughs> Some of the great athletes of all time are some of the most humble athletes. Let's hear from Anthony Richardson, who we both love and think is going to be fantastic in the pros once he gets a little, you know, more seasoning under his belt. And he would be my guy if I was a GM drafting a quarterback. Confident dude. I want to be a legend. You know, I want to be like Patrick Mahomes. I want to be like Tom Brady. I, I want to be one of the greats. You know, I will be one of the greats, you know, because I'm willing to work that hard and, and, and get to that point. So uh, to answer the question, you know, I feel like I'm going to be one of the greats in the, in the next few years. There you go. I'm going to be a legend. Okay. You know who wouldn't say I'm going to be a, a legend all the time? Tom Brady is one of those guys who at least pretends to be humble. Yeah, so, that's an act. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's definitely an act. But Steph Curry's the same way. You don't say... You don't say I'm going to be the greatest of all time. Maybe you do if you were. Yeah. I, I don't I, know. Steph Curry now with the night night. I don't think he's being humble anymore. <laughs> That's true. But in, in any interview, he that guy kind of lives humility. He, of He's not. He, he doesn't really like boast like that. Yeah. It, LeBron, though, says he thinks that he's the greatest. Yeah, I know. That's very, very LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, yeah. No dub, LeBron. Yeah. You don't say. To, uh, the guy who has. Uh, what does he have written on his back? Chosen one. Chosen one on yeah. his back. He says he's the greatest. You never would have thought that. But I, honestly, I, I kind of blame Anthony Richardson here. I think he should have gone down a notch on quarterbacks he aspires to be. Tom Brady. <laughs> Set the bar somewhere a little lower. Yeah, I mean, Tom Brady with that many t- Super Bowls, maybe. I guess you should aspire to be the greatest. Can't you aspire to be a multi-time Solid. all-pro? Yeah. <laughs> well, when we talked to him, and this was... 
during the season, you and I talked to him, uh, his season of Florida, he said he thought he was a combination of Cam Newton and Lamar Jackson. So, I mean, those are two really, two, two MVP quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, Lamar's the most prolific running quarterback of all time, and Cam's not too far behind him. Yeah. Probably Vic is somewhere in that. We know Anthony Richardson can run. There, all the questions are about his accuracy, and I saw a highlight reel of him recently. Gun in the ball, 40 yards, just such a beautiful arm. I know. But then there was a series of screen passes where he just throws the ball way too fast so the guy can't catch it. I know. feels like you could coach that, but that is the thing with these strong-arm quarterbacks, I think, uh, is the short game. Well, that's what happened to Zach Wilson. I mean, this was the thing that doomed him, along with many other things. But one of them was he's got this big arm. He can throw on the run. He can do all these things, but he couldn't do the layups that they were talking about. Yeah. Like, he just couldn't hit his running back in the flat. It would be at his feet. It would just be over his head, all, out of bounds, hits the guy in the front row holding a beer. It was anywhere but close to the target. So, I mean, but I, I love Richardson. Yeah. Like I, we've talked about this yesterday where I, I would not dry, draft Bryce young yeah. because of his size. I love him as a player, but I, I wouldn't, I'd be worried about his durability. I would draft Anthony Richardson. But w- at what spot though? You mean if that? I need a quarterback, I'm, and I'm hope if I were really doing this, like in the perfect way, I would draft a quarterback like Richardson, but I would not start him right away. Yeah. But if you're going to get him in the top 10, you have to start him. If that's true. What Mahomes went fifteen and sat for a year. But Mahomes went, I think, ten. But oh, yeah. sorry, ten, and he sat for a year. Yeah, that was the last. I mean, that was the last guy, and, and that was to a be huge honest, anomaly. Most of the guys probably should sit. Yeah, no, they all should sit, yeah. and Anthony Richardson especially should sit. He's listen. You look at his his lifetime. How many games does he actually have? How many touchdowns has he actually thrown? Not a lot. He's definitely inexperienced, and yeah. unfortunately, a lot of those guys have not worked out recently, like the Mitchell Trubisky's of the world. It's just hard. Yeah, He's, Mark Sanchez the, didn't have a lot of starts. I mean, yeah, but then I mean, again, Mark, like, Mark Sanchez, that was a lot compared to the guys now are doing one year and yeah. going right into the league. Same again, Zach Wilson didn't have a lot. Zach Wilson's yeah. a, a great example. But the, the thing is, that's what I'm hoping for Richardson. Like, I'm not, I understand I'm not drafting a finished product, but he's got all of the perfect, like, if I were making a quarterback, a, a modern day, like right Ooh. now quarterback, his attributes would be the ones that I would want. I want a guy who can, I want someone who can run because that's mm. going to help them earlier in their career. I want somebody who can throw, who can, has an arm like him. You know, I want somebody who we can play this from uh, ESPN. This is Matt Miller, the draft scout, uh, draft analyst, talking about how Richardson's been doing in interviews. I talked to a handful of scouts last night who had been in interviews where they had all four of the top quarterbacks back to back to back. Every single one of them said Anthony Richardson is the best quarterback interview they've had this year. Some of them say it's the best quarterback interview they would have had last year. Really? He is crushing it in the interview portion. So wait, let me ask you. You yeah. said you would want a quarterback like him. Like, give me your comps for him. I think I, I'm looking for the next Josh Allen. But who else is? Give me another comp. I'm looking for the next. Is you know, Mahomes. Is he closer to Justin Fields? Uh, you said running. Yeah, I mean, but here's the thing. We don't know exactly what Justin Fields is going to be. Right, but he's definitely, the, the we've never seen a quarterback run like that. We, he's faster than everybody. Right, but I've also never seen a, well, I mean, Lamar ran a lot. Yeah, but I mean, Justin Fields, his straight line speed is crazy. Once he gets over field, we have a video of him last year. He was going to beat Lamar, every record Lamar had if he played the whole season. I just, I want somebody who has that in their arsenal. Because I think that 
to say that guys like can't throw, I don't think it, that Justin Fields can't throw. I think that Justin Fields was not in a position last year where they were they didn't have a passing game, which is kind of crazy because they were trailing in so many games. But how do you know that what was them? What was Adam? What was Justin Fields? I'm looking at his receivers and they were bad. His offensive mm. line was bad. I'm looking at a lot of reasons why I can understand a quarter, a young quarterback like him taking off. But how do you know that he could pass at a high high octane passing offense? Well, I'm hoping that from what I saw in college, where he was able to pass, that yeah. he's going to be able to do that on the NFL level with my coaching and my expertise. I, just, I think it's really hard to tell. So you would not take Anthony Richardson? I I definitely, if I am in the top five, no, because I think there's so much pressure to play him. You're going to get him out there before he's ready. And yeah, but you're the coach or the GM. It's your job to say he's, you know, what happens in this scenario. It's the reality of the NFL. Uh, say Houston number two. I mean, he's, he's got to start week one, doesn't he? See, I don't think anyone has to do anything. I think well, that's a I myth. Mean, I think it's pressure from owners, but the, no, that it comes it's down the to. the quarterback clock, though. You got to get him out there ready fast. Yeah, but like the first year isn't the important year. Yeah, but he, I th- I'm a... Big, you got to learn on the job, but you can't not play him in the second year. That Mahomes thing was a total anomaly. When's the other time it's happened? More people I mean, should do it. Yeah, I mean, Lance did sit, but he was, yeah, and I don't know. Like, I think the Niners are worried about, hey, we're not really taking advantage of that five-year window. I don't know. It's just tough because he's got to play Listen, so quickly. Trey Lance might, they, I don't know if they're worried about the five-year window. I think they're worried about, like, did we get an absolute bust at a quarterback? Yeah, I mean, listen, Trey Lance... Well, what would you base that on? I mean, he hasn't played at all. I know. Well, that's the problem. He hasn't played at all. I'm worried about, like, you know, what does his future hold? The first two years have been bad. And could you say Trey Lance is very similar to Anthony Richardson? Yeah, he would be, except he has, like, no experience. We say Richardson has very little. Lance has not only didn't play a lot in college, but also hasn't played, didn't play for, like, the year and a half before he got drafted. I think they pretty much have about the same amount of starts. Because Richardson didn't start last year. He was behind Emory Jones for a big chunk of the season. What, halfway through, I think? Yeah, and yeah, I I don't know that there's a huge difference. I mean, Lance played one game his senior year, right? I know because of COVID, but it was like one game. But he had a much bigger season then. And it wasn't, he was was at North Dakota State, right? Right. Versus Florida. A little bit different in the competition there. Yeah, I mean... North Dakota State's probably no, a little think, bit better no, at they, producing quarterbacks. Uh, no, I'm just saying, though, in the SEC, not about the offense. I'm talking about the defense. My only basic. point is Trey Lance is a big guy who could run with anybody. I mean, he's mm-hmm. gigantic. He's very fast. He probably could have. He had that running attribute, and mm-hmm. you saw it in limited action. It's still it's a big question mark, and my point is. So you don't want running quarterbacks? No, I do want running quarterbacks, but I just I, I think if you're going to take somebody that high, you have to understand he's getting on the field like immediately. Okay. So, so I th- I would want somebody who's a little more experienced than Anthony Richardson. I think he's a bit of and I'm not big. So in if the you were picking his, four, okay, who's gone? Bryce Young is gone. C.J. Stroud is gone. Will Levis is gone. I don't want Levis either. Okay, or whatever. Yeah. Just, yeah. So four, so Bryce and, the Colts. so Bryce and Stroud are both gone, and you need a quarterback. And yes, you're the Colts, and you're at four. Cult of four. No, I'm not taking Anthony Richardson. So what are you doing? You're just passing. I like him in Seattle, and I like him in Carolina. I yeah, the Colts have nobody to. I mean, he's got to start there immediately, right? Does he? You have I Matt Ryan. So. Matt Ryan can start. I just think the reality of the situation. You take guy number four. He's on the field. Okay, so and yeah, what I don't you, think he's ready. So I, what are you doing if you're the Colts? I would take him down to nine or ten. I would not want to take him at four. If I was the Colts, see, I don't see any difference between taking him at four or nine or ten. You're 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 battling the same factors and forces not well look at the teams a team like 
a team like Seattle, a team like Carolina can probably wait a little longer than a team that's in the top five. And they just have, I think Carolina is probably going to bring in a, a Darnold play for half the year. Seattle will have Geno Smith probably play for half the year. Sure. Houston is going to, whoever they draft. Yeah. Is going to play. Okay, but I'm asking you as if you're the general manager of the Colts, what do you do? The doing? Colts, no, I'm not taking Richardson. I'd rather, honestly, if, if I can't get Bryce for another Young, year. punt on it, and I really, really want to get in on next year. And just so tank away. I, oh, you know me, I'd process the heck yeah. out of all this. Listen, thing. I think Indy is a perfect tank candidate. Yeah, uh, despite Jonathan Taylor, that's a one concern. He's pretty that's good. Fine. No, Jonathan. Taylor is awesome, but I can't be concerned because of a running back. I'm not. That's not going to, you know, hamstring my whole philosophy. No, yeah, ch- no I, shot. Yeah, the Colts obviously. I think they think that they're not shot for next year. I think they're going to bring Listen, in. Listen, they've and they're not above this. They suck for luck. I mean, yeah. they they understand what they have to do. They have Quentin Nelson in there. They have Shaq Leonard sitting there. Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman Jr. There are some stars there who don't feel in like the that. AFC. What are those? That collection of people. What's that getting you without that, a quarterback? Uh, Two AFC South division titles? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Taylor wasn't healthy, and the whole thing cratered. Yeah. I think with Matt Ryan, you're looking at maybe two wins. Like, you could really, you could do some, you know. Gosh, I don't know, man. You bring those, you bring Shaq Leonard back, and you have Jonathan Taylor healthy again? Shaq Leonard doesn't, doesn't have a healthy track record. Jonathan Taylor doesn't have a healthy track record. And Quentin Nelson doesn't have a healthy track record. Okay, so... They're second in the AFC South of all the. <laughs> That's a problem. You can yeah. accidentally but, but trip you, into but, a division. They won Houston's, the division. But Houston's not going to be tanking because they're presumably are going to take a quarterback. Yeah, but if they take Anthony Richardson, they're not playing him day one. Yeah, are but they? they're not. They won't be tanking for Caleb Williams. Okay, right, let's play this out. So you're, Houston, so you're not going to be competing. If with you're them. Houston number two, yeah. would you take Anthony Richardson? Sure, I like him that much. So I don't care if it's two or four or nine or fifteen. First rounders are first rounders to me. And so, yeah, I would take him. And you start him day one? I would not. I'm hoping I would not. I'd have uh, whatever. Davis Mills? Yeah, Davis Mills. Do you understand what would happen then? What's that? You'd be number one for (laughs) Caleb Williams next year. And that would be great because I have 15 teams who would want to get Caleb Williams, and I'd be sitting there with the number one overall pick, and teams would be knocking down the door to try to get to number one. I can't lose here. I'm sitting pretty. So you're going to, you know, I know you. You're drafting Caleb Williams, by the way. You're not trading him. So you have Anthony Richardson. You've just drafted a backup at number two. Maybe. <laughs> no, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> I, By the way, I love overdrafting But here's the thing, though. Houston, listen, now we're talking about the Houston Texans, but you know they were sort of trending up at yeah. the end of the year. I, are they going to win only two games? I don't know about that. Uh, I think it depends who their quarterback is. No, I know, but you're going to have Bryce a lot Young, of teams who are really yeah. trying to lose next year for Caleb Williams. Like, yeah. you're going to have to try to lose. If Davis Mills is their quarterback, they have a great chance. Well, that's true. But I think they probably would want a Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud who has a little more experience. You know, Richardson, I, I, I think you're right. There's so much upside. He's the, the, the lottery ticket of this draft. That's what I think. It's just complicated because there's going to be so much pressure to start him at some point. And he can run, but still, you're the Texans. I wonder if you still stink and he gets beat up behind that line. Nothing is ideal here. There's no Trevor Lawrence or sure thing in this draft. So I think you could make a compelling argument to wait for next year. And I know you think like that, too, because you you love a good tank. Oh, I'm That's all good. in on You're a good totally tank. appreciative. I mean, this is 2023. If you're not the, in on a good tank, I mean, how much more you know evidence do you need? You got Sixers, you know, the process. You got, yeah. you know, uh, the Houston Astros. I know they were cheating also, yeah. but they worked the process. I think the worst win we've seen in the last 10 years, the New York Jets screwing themselves out of Trevor Lawrence and starting the Zach Wilson era. I was on the radio in New York City 
the day after they lost to the Rams and it was like a funeral. Yeah. They had done everything so. right. And then they won another one against the Browns. It didn't matter. But they had done everything right by losing. They win this game and it was just grown men crying. And they yeah. lost out on Trevor Lawrence, and it turns out they were right to be that upset because Zach Wilson looks like an all-time bust, and Trevor Lawrence was in the playoffs. Yeah. No, I'm very well aware of how this all went yeah. down. It's, but then again, the rest of that draft fell apart. Does that make you feel better? Because Trey Lance hasn't done anything. Mac Jones looked really bad last year. Oh, yeah. Did you see the report about Mac Jones with Belichick? We should get to that. We can do that next. Yeah. I, I think it's kind of interesting. Really? Yeah. I think, I think it's very interesting about the psyche of his number of his first round pick and how Belichick is treating him. Oh, juicy. I think the the Patriots are irrelevant. <laughs> I mean, why? How are they irrelevant? They're in the bottom five of relevancy since Tom Brady left there. They're not going anywhere with any of these people. They will never be back, Maggie. Are you? You have to get, let go of your idea that the Patriots are ever going to be good again. You don't still fear Belichick. I don't think Belichick makes the playoffs again while. He's coaching the Patriots. I mean, they're not making it next year. Is that a bet? Yeah, definitely. I take that bet. You don't think that Belichick's going to make the playoffs again? Well, he's definitely not making it next year. So he did make the playoffs, not the this past year, the year before. Yeah. The Bills beat them in the wild card round. Where are they in the AFC East? Well, it depends. Is Aaron Rodgers really going to the Jets or the Dolphins? It's either Rodgers or Carr. Carr, I, may, I think Belichick could probably have something in store for Carr. <laughs> I think he probably could. I bet his record against Carr is pretty good. Stu, you'd know. I mean, they're not playing each other every year, but you know what I mean. 855-212-4CBS. All right, I'll take that bet. I think Belichick is going to make the playoffs before he retires. Okay, I'm totally down with And that. how old is Belichick? Is he 71? Ackerman, this feels like something you would know off the top of your head. Sounds right. Belichick, age 70. He's got <laughs> a Popovich When does he turn 71, going? though? I think it's April sixteenth. Yep. Go. Oh. Yeah, he's got a wow. <laughs> he's got a great Popovich thing going. All right, so let's call it seventy-one. He's got at least another ten years. Derek Carr was one in three with six touchdowns and three picks in four games against Belichick. Oof. See, told you. Yeah, but you have to beat a lot more than Derek Carr. I I don't know. I bet you the Super Bowl odds are bottom ten for sure. No, uh, maybe I'm underestimating the Patriots. I can't imagine Belichick retiring, having missed the playoffs like six years in a row. See San Antonio, Greg Popovich. Oh, I know. Greg Popovich, I never thought I'd see this. I mean, but they're they're tanking for Victor Wembanyama. I mean, it's not, it's defensible. Fourth year in a row, losing record. Yeah, they really stink. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Okay, coming up, we've got an update for you on the Perloff Peanut Butter Challenge. We're still taking questions for advice, Duck. Coming up at the top of the hour, this is going to be an interesting interview. Antoine Davis from Detroit Mercy. The guard fell three points shy of tying Pete Maravich's all-time scoring record in college. We'll talk to him in just a little bit. Right after this CBS Sports update from Rich Ackerman. Back on Maggie and Perloff. I looked up some odds here. And I think part of this, Maggie, is because I've been over-influenced by all these Jets fans saying the Jets are going to be good. But I I think the Patriots have no shot next year. And DraftKings agrees with me. They're 24th in Super Bowl odds, and they're distance fourth in the AFC East. And we haven't even gone through free agency yet. But that's funny because I don't think people know what to do with the Jets' odds. Don't you have to throw in a little money on them just in case they get Rodgers? Because well, they, they could be... 
I mean, I think they're in the Super Bowl picture with with Rodgers. Not, not a favorite, but they're in the discussion. Well, and it doesn't matter if they really are or really aren't. Vegas will put them in the discussion because they know money will pour in because Rodgers is such a big star. Right. So, so yeah, top five defense, Aaron Rodgers, a good young receiving core, possibly. That all adds up to a top five NFL team, I I think. And that sounds so weird. You give them to the Dolphins, as your vision has as yeah. predicted. When I went into the darkness. When you went into the five-minute darkness yeah. retreat that almost gave you a nervous breakdown. Yeah. <laughs> came out with Miami. <laughs> I, I honestly think Miami is very dangerous with Aaron Rodgers. Top four. I think they are, too. I mean, listen, wherever Rodgers... Here's the other part about Rodgers, and this is the part that would scare the bejesus out of me and the reason why potentially I wouldn't want to trade him in the NFC is because... I've seen Rodgers with a chip on his shoulder. Oh, great point. I don't want this guy coming Mm. back to haunt me if I'm in the NFC and let's say Jordan Love is great, right? And I they end up making the playoffs and say you're like a six seed or a seven seed. Yeah. And then I trade him to the San Francisco 49ers and here come the 49ers as the one seed or the two seed, I guess the two or three, whatever. And here comes Rodgers, like, to, to to dance on my grave. Like, no thanks. <laughs> the irony is Green Bay would probably beat Aaron Rodgers in San Francisco <laughs> as a lower <laughs> no. seed. Just like Aaron Rodgers consistently lost to them when he was the higher seed. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. I don't think San Francisco is happening for that very reason. Carolina, I could see, they're a little bit, you know, listen, you're up in Green Bay, Wisconsin. Carolina Panthers aren't exactly in your face. You're right. You could see him yes, in the playoffs, but it feels like a very different thing. I know. I mean, listen, different part of the country. Two two years ago was that two years ago now? Three years ago? Sheesh! When uh, Tom Brady had to go into into Lambeau in the NFC Championship game as a member of the Bucks. Yeah. So, like you know, it can happen. Yeah. Though the thing is, if the offer is well above, say the Jets and the Dolphins offer one thing, or the yeah. Jets specifically. The Panthers come in with three first round pick, two first round picks, and the Jets are offering a second. I think you have to ignore Listen, the conference thing. Um, Green Bay's in the best spot possible here yeah. if they are trading Rodgers, because if there are two owners who I want to get in a bidding war and I don't have Jerry Jones and Mark Davis to choose from, I want Woody Johnson versus David Tepper. Wow. <laughs> I'm cleaning up. <laughs> I got I mean, these two guys, I feel like I could ask them for anything at that point. Do you not think that Woody Johnson would give up half the state of New Jersey? Reek of desperation. Both of them. You want Band-Aids and Q-tips for the rest of your life? You got it. Has he ever traded away first-round picks, though? Is he a big trade-away first-round picks? Uh, Like, I want whoever they... Yes. Well, actually, three second-round picks got them up from six to three to take Darnold with the Colts. Um, I thought they traded up for Sanchez. They, they did, did trade up for Sanchez. Um, they trade up for Sanchez. I I want, and it's too late I'm now. I'm sure there's more. I'm just not thinking. The, the team in Denver that gave all those picks up for Russell Wilson, I want that kind of deal. Yeah. I mean, they gave up a buttload for Wilson. <laughs> yeah. And I think that Woody Johnson or David Tepper is going to make that look qu- quaint. I, no, 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 I don't think. Well, I, no, no, because also Rodgers isn't going to play yeah, as long. I, I don't think. I mean, it's going to be, it really is. I think the reports are it's it's questionable whether he gets a first round pick, which is unbelievable. It's the it's the money. I if I think the one you go all in for is Lamar if you're the Jets or if you're the Dolphins. I mean, if that's the other thing we haven't talked about. We talked about Aaron Rodgers because the Dolphins reportedly are looking at all options at quarterback. Yeah. I mean, if if they don't work out something by Tuesday in Baltimore, 
I am sending the farm to Baltimore for Lamar Jackson. If you're the Jets, but like... I know if I'm the Dolphins. If you're the Dolphins. I I, mean, well, listen, somebody's going to miss out on Rodgers. And someone's going to miss out on Carr. Don't forget, the Jets are pretty hot and heavy on Carr, too. I don't know if the Panthers are. They only met with him once. But the Jets are definitely stringing him along. Well, what if we come in next week, they don't franchise... Or they don't have a deal with Lamar Jackson. I think that's in play for all the same teams. And I think that gets an even richer package. Way richer package than Aaron Rodgers. It definitely would. His age... Although yeah. the money's going to be... Yeah, that's a problem. <laughs> also, do I really want... You know, if I'm the Dolphins, by being realistic about this, and, like, I'm yeah. really hoping for two years, three years where of a, of the window. No. No, I know you want Lamar for the longer window because he's yeah. only 25. But, like, if I have this team that's ready to go right now, I, I'm yeah. thinking uh, if I have Rodgers... Would I rather have Rodgers for two to three years as and, mm. and pay him 50 million or 40 million or well actually i can't even say 40 million it turns out 60 right well and it yeah. turns out that the one thing we thought was definitely not going to happen looks like it's going to happen with daniel jones looking like he's yeah. going to be getting a contract that's now jordan renan from espn pat leonard from the new york daily news saying that his contract is going to start with a four yeah unbelievable uh there was, I, did, I did also see the report from jordan <laughs> That might have been Pat. Outside of New York, they're not sure anybody wants Daniel Jones. (laughs) So I don't really understand the 40. It has to do with the franchise tag, right? Which will be about 40 anyway. 40-something. About about the window back in Miami. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Waddell is 24. The Mike McDaniel is about 36. So I guess it's Tyreek Hill, but you just traded for Bradley Chubb, who's about 25. I, I think I'm a sucker for a hometown kid. Yeah. I'm the same with the Jets. If... Go all why you know these teams are thinking about it. Why why not forget Aaron Rodgers altogether and just put all this effort into getting Lamar Jackson? Because people are I think would probably tell you the most likely situation is that Lamar resigns. Yeah, I mean it looks like the Rodgers and Green Bay really seems like it's run his course now. It, you have a much better shot. But I thought Derek Carr is the only real sure thing. I know. Well, that's at a level below Lamar. You're going to get left at the altar here with Lamar. Also, you love the hometown thing. I think that's a mixed bag. Oh, Miami? Yeah, I know. It's it's. And, I just, the warm weather and Lamar Jackson oh, on well, grass, it just seems great. <laughs> no, that part of it, but... Throwing long to Tyreek Hill? Like, I just, I know from, and this is just so one person's opinion, but I did a show with Bart Scott, was from Detroit. Yeah. And he said that the Detroit Lions came to him when he was a free agent and told him, yeah. blank check. And he said, there is no amount of money that you could have paid me to go home and play in, in my hometown. It would have been so distracting yeah. with all the people asking for tickets all the time, people coming out of the woodwork, you know, that he wanted no part of that. It doesn't feel like Lamar Jackson shares that sentiment. Might not. I don't know. Is it there a... Aren't there reports Lamar Jackson is desperate to get back to Florida or down south? He might be, but I'm just saying it's yeah. not always the best thing either. Yeah, I just think that team is so good. I mean... But you can't, you know, if you're going against Lamar Jackson, it takes man-to-man coverage out of that. You can't you can't cover anyone man-to-man yeah. because you can't turn your back to Lamar Jackson. So everyone's in a zone. Tyreek Hill is going to feast in that situation. Lamar is going to feast in that situation. That seems like the easiest one. Why I keep coming back to this for all these quarterbacks. The humidity and the warm weather in Miami, it's just easier. <laughs> it's, a, it's easier to get <laughs> loose. retirement. Yeah. It's a, no, come on. <laughs> all, these, all these teams should be going after Miami. And as far as Daniel Jones and the Giants, I, I think you and I disagree a little bit. I don't think there's any interest in him anywhere else. 
I, I do think there is. I do mean, you think Carolina is going to make forty-five million dollars for Daniel Jones? Well, I don't know about forty-five million, but I think that. Look at who we're talking about yeah. here. Once you get past Lamar, who's not even available, right. Aaron Rodgers, who technically is also not available, Derek Carr is available. Mm. Who else are we talking about here if you have a quarterback? like If you need a quarterback. If you need a quarterback. We're talking about Baker Mayfield. Yeah. We're talking about Jameis. We're talking yeah. about Ryan Tannehill. I mean. Yeah, all who are going to cost nine or ten million dollars compared to Daniel Jones for 30. And Yeah, but Jones is younger than all of them. He, he's not. He's just not as good. He had 15 touchdowns last year in a full season. You, That's less than Russell Wilson had. But I don't want Ryan Tannehill. I don't know where you. Why would you pay commit to Daniel well, Jones? Well, but like here's that? the thing. What's my real commitment here? I'm not giving him Deshaun Watson money. You know, what, am I giving him a Derek Carr deal? That's like three years. That we thought it was three years, but it's really one. I don't know. Forty over forty million dollars this year to Daniel Jones seems nuts. To no, me. It, of course it does. But I might bite the bullet if I'm really hard up for a quarterback right. and I miss out on these other guys and I can't draft one or I don't like the guys in the draft. Why would I bite the bullet? Okay, I've got to pay him more than I want to, but I make it a short term deal so that. Why would he do that if he's got the Giants delivering a Brinks truck of money to him? No, but uh, this is if he doesn't. Like if the yeah. if something were to go south, we're talking about there yeah. could be a market outside of New York for him. If something happens in New York and it doesn't, they can't get to a contract. If I'm another team outside of New York, I'm definitely checking. Okay, out. So the Giants are about to pay him forty-five million. If you're the well, Panthers, we don't know that. They're saying they're far apart on a contract that's forty-five. Would you think the Panthers would pay him over thirty-five? Uh, maybe. <sighs> but they I, have a top ten pick, so they I, have. An I don't option. care if they have the number one pick in the next four drafts. They're not paying forty million dollars <laughs> for Daniel Jones. Coming up, Antoine Davis, Detroit Mercy Guard, came oh so close to breaking Pete Maravich's all-time college scoring record. How's he feeling about it? We'll ask him next.